All You Need to Know, the BQ Prime podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Friday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from BQ Prime and I'm Alex Matthew. Today is the 18th of August. First up, the Reserve Bank of India estimates that retail inflation is going to average well above 6% in the second quarter of this year on account of higher food prices. The uptick in inflation in June changed nature in July, with the unprecedented shock to tomato prices spilling over to other vegetables. That was an observation by the central bank in its monthly bulletin for August 2023. Core inflation, however, which removes the impact of food and fuel, has witnessed a moderation. In big news in the telecom space, the union government will make biometric and police verification mandatory for SIM card dealers as it seeks to tighten curbs amid rising cases of cyber fraud. That's according to Communications Minister Ashwini Vaishnav. Bulk SIM connections are now being discontinued and business or corporate SIM connections are set to be introduced instead. The action by the government is after it found that the bulk SIM facilities were being misused, in many cases by fraudsters. According to complaints received on telecom grievance portal Sanchar Sathi, the government has also detected and deactivated 52 lakh connections that were fraudulently obtained by showing wrong IDs. Another significant deal win in the IT space to talk about today LTI Mindtree has won a contract from Aflac Incorporated to digitally transform the services of United States' largest supplemental insurance provider. As part of that deal, LTI Mindtree will leverage the cloud-native services of Amazon Web Services to re-architect Aflac's on-premises applications that are currently deployed on an out-of-support platform. In other news, the Resolution Professional of Future Retail has approached the Mumbai bench of the National Company Law Tribunal to bar Kishore Biani, the founder and chief executive officer of Future Group, and several others from the refinancing process due to allegations of fraudulent transaction. The highlighted transaction was identified as fraudulent through a report presented by Nangya and Co., which acted as the transaction auditor. In international news, China's state-owned property developers are warning of widespread losses, fueling concerns that the housing crisis is expanding from the private sector to companies with government backing. The warnings signal state builders are no longer immune from the two-year housing slump that has weakened the economy and triggered dozens of defaults by private peers. Also yesterday, China Evergrande sought Chapter 15 bankruptcy protection in a move that protects its U.S. assets from creditors while it works on a restructuring deal elsewhere. That's a Bloomberg report. Meanwhile, Chinese authorities have told state-owned banks to step up intervention in the currency market this week in a push to prevent a surge in yuan volatility. Senior officials are also reportedly considering the use of tools such as cutting banks' foreign exchange reserve requirements to prevent a rapid depreciation in the currency. The request came as the yuan fell toward the 7.35 per dollar mark, heading for the weakest level since 2007. That too is a Bloomberg report.
Now turning to international markets, the risk-off sentiment that has been seen globally this week seems to be continuing. All three U.S. benchmarks lost ground in trade yesterday, and the three early rises in the Asia-Pacific region have opened lower as well. Now here's Neeraj with the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. How do you see us ending the week? Good morning, Alex. Well, um, Evergrande, Bitcoin, global concerns, everything weighing against the index, which is holding out pretty smart. But for the day yesterday, we went down about 0.6%. Not a crash, but certainly a downtick. Let's see. Um, There's a lot of distribution days currently and which make the index look skittish. But uh, quant indicators, like I've said yesterday, point towards this being not the time to do large leverage long short positions on the index, even if you don't do a long. So be mindful of that. In fact, like I said on the podcast yesterday, I think, uh, Gautam Shah of Goldilocks, some other chartists who are experts actually say that this is a correction that will be bought into. So let's wait and watch if that were to happen. Oil is still lower, despite the fact that maybe it stabilized a little bit, but still lower. So that is maybe good news and should keep the oil and gas plays in check. What about stocks that we need to monitor in the session today? Well, not a whole lot. Once the earnings season is over, it's very difficult to figure out uh, real big movers unless there is large news flow. And there is no large news flow per se today. I'm still pointing out the stocks that should be kept in mind. There is NTPC, which is in the business transfer agreement to sell its coal mining business to unit NTPC mining. We'll transfer all the six coal mines to NTPC mining. Is it looking at a better ESG score? Let's wait and watch. Alani Green Energy has got multiple announcements. The one that I thought was most important was how the associate company Mundra Solar Energy has received approval for its solar photovoltaic manufacturing plant in Mundra from the Solar Energy Corporation of India. It's a plant which has a capacity of two gigs or two gigawatt per annum and therefore, well, could be important. LTM Mine Tree is yet another IT company that has been that has gotten an order. It's been selected by US-based Aflac as digital transformation partner for application modernization and cloud transformation. Watch out for LTM Mine Tree. Watch out for GMDC. It's revised the dividend for FY23 upwards to 11.45 per share versus 9.1 recommended earlier on May 30th. So this could be an interesting one. There's some chatter about FTSE changes and companies uh, like AI Engineering and KPIT added uh, from small cap to all world indices, but I do not have confirmation of the same. However, do keep on uh, watch out for that. So uh, that is uh, something to be watched out for. The newspaper reports about how the UAE, uh, Abu Dhabi National Energy Company, uh, which is TAQA is looking to double down in India and evaluating a large exposure in the power business of the Adani group. Very likely there might be, I mean, the the newspaper report suggests that it could be Adani Energy Solutions for a 20% stake. Again, we do not have confirmation of the same. So that's to be kept in mind. But news flow few and far in between, equity sentiment around the world looking largely weak. Shameless plug, we'll do a very important conversation with Jonathan Garner of Morgan Stanley on all of this and more. They recently upgraded India to their favorite market in the Asia Pacific region or the highest overweight, one of the highest overweights in the Asia Pacific region. So it would be interesting to talk to him for that and more. Thanks so much for tuning in and rather thanks Alex for uh, talking to me on, on these and with this, it's back to you.
Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day.